Welcome to Avatar with Academics. I am Sam Mulberry, and I am joined by my Tweed Victory co-host... Annie Berglund. And we are here to talk our way through Avatar The Last Airbender. I am a Generation Xer who has never seen this show, and Annie is a millennial who grew up on it? Exactly, yep. Watched it when I was in high school. All right, so we are going to go episode by episode. So if you're listening to this, we are starting with uh, Book 1, Water, Chapter 1, the boy in the iceberg. So well, the way this show is going to work, we're going to talk through the episode, just kind of plot summary wise, talk about themes and where this is headed. And, and again, Annie knows where things are going. I have no idea. I've watched two episodes right now. So we're <laughs> going to talk through episode one right now. So I'm just going to walk through the summary. Annie, feel free to jump in as I as as things come up here. Sounds good. So what is interesting, the show opens with a voiceover. And I was, I was actually already surprised because I... From the iconography of the show, I knew who one of the characters was, right. and that turns out to be Aang, but that's not the voice you get at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You, you start off with a girl's voice. Can I pause you right sure. there? Do you know whose voice that is? Is that not um, Katara's? Yeah. Oh, it is. But do like, you know who, who voice? I have no idea. Do you know Mae Whitman? I do. She's in Arrested Development. Yeah. She plays She's Anne, right? Egg. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anne. Yep. Really? That's, That's her. her. It's yep. so interesting. Okay. So it starts off with a girl's voice and we get a little bit of kind of setting the stage. And I love these things. It's like the opening of Lord of the Rings where you get the Kate Blanchett, Galadriel like voiceover. You get mm-hmm. you get a little bit of history, which as historians I love. Mm-hmm. So here's the things that that I noticed that we learned that there are four groups. Uh, the Water Tribe, the Earth Kingdom, the Fire Nation, and the Air Nomads. Now, I found it interesting that they're not four nations or four kingdoms, but they they are a tribe, a kingdom, a nation, and nomads. Yeah. And they, uh, I think as we get along in the series, they'll flesh out what that looks like as far as like the different cultural values of each of them. Sure. Too. So I'm presuming we're going to have different systems, different cultures, things like mm-hmm, that, which sort mm-hmm. of excites me. Um, we know that the, the Fire Nation caused some war and the avatar vanished and we know that the avatar somehow brings balance to these four to the four elements yeah yeah okay okay um and then we're now 100 years in the future right uh from from this happening we also see the map and we see that the map is not this world Mm -hmm. okay because i didn't even know if i didn't know i don't know anything (laughs) i didn't know that um the 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 girl Katara uh, also talks about how her father and the other watermen, so she's of the water tribe, that they two years ago they traveled to the Earth Kingdom to help with something. Yep, that's like the most immediate context we're given, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm presuming just based on where this episode goes that this has something to do with the war, but that means her father is gone, mm-hmm. um, but that she is somebody who has faith in the return of the Avatar. Right. Yes. Okay. And I think we see a lot of that. And we'll talk more about, like, the hopefulness of Katara. But I-, I like that as her kind of defining characteristic right off the bat. Right. So then the first scene after this opening, we see Katara and her brother Sokka fishing. Sokka. Sokka sorry. <laughs> fishing. I'm going to be bad with names here. No worries. Um, and this is where we're introduced to the idea of bending. Yes. Oh, and it just starts with the most, like, beautiful Arctic scene. Like, I just love, like, all this turmoil and then, like peaceful waters like Sokka and Katara bending right well and, and, and Sokka's trying to fish and Katara like right. bends a fish out of the water right mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. you tell me a little bit about bending we learn a little bit in this episode it just um man I don't want to tell too much because you kind of learn about bending as the characters learn about bending so like right at the beginning she's working with this like little bit of water right and and all she can do it takes everything in her energy to muster up 
picking up this fish out of the water. And you'll see like how those skills develop later and later. But um, yeah, I, I I feel like we should wait on that. Okay. The other the other thing that's that's really interesting here, the other fact that we learn mm-hmm. right away here is she mentions that ever since mom died. So we know that dad is gone, has been gone for two years. Mom is dead. So we have functionally orphaned children right, right? Mm-hmm. which is always a great way to start a story right mm-hmm. story where where we where children are sort of thrust into the world and they're we're going to see they're both thrust into more grown up roles maybe i don't even know like what age i would say that they are but yeah i think maybe like 14 and 16 or something like yeah. that yeah so so they get into this debate or this argument and katara sort of out of her anger like starts to pull them towards this iceberg yeah right yeah and or and well does she do it or does the is it just that the the I can't tell like is it just the 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 streams of water that are doing it or is she pulling them there? I think it I oh, I'm not sure. I think it's implied that it's coming from her bending that she's doing unconsciously. Right. Just right. out so, of yeah, out of anger. So we can see sort of that that even like the emotions like this power can be rooted somehow in that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um and this leads them to this uh this iceberg that then through her argument with with Sokka like it breaks. Yeah. Right. And we see uh, a boy in the iceberg. We right. see Right. And is that when the there's like a a beam? Yes. That shoots out. Yep. Like as it breaks, like as the iceberg shatters. Yes, and it okay. shoots up in the air because then we cut to another new uh, new setting. Right. And right? new characters. Yes, a new new setting, new characters. So we get to Prince uh, Zuko. Yep. All right. Ooh, I'm really nervous <laughs> about pronunciations. We get to Prince Zuko's ship. Things I notice about him, he's got a pretty gnarly scar on yeah, his he face. Does. Yes. Um, is this something? Is this just a character choice, or are we going to learn about that? You will learn about that. Okay. For okay. Sure. I didn't know if that was just like window dressing, or if that's like we're going to. No, that's a big something. thing. Okay. Yep. Um, and we see that he basically what we he sees the explosion and indicates that he is uh, trying to capture the avatar. Right. Right. And so and he sees this as a sign. So he's out on some quest to try to find the avatar. Yep. And I don't know if we're introduced to anyone else on the ship at that point. I th- yes, I think uncle. he's talking. Is that his uncle, the, the yep. older uncle kind of mentor? Iroh. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's not named yet, as far as I know. Okay. <laughs> so what is Iro? Yep. Iroh. All right. Um, and then we cut back to the iceberg, and um, Katara is trying to get the like trying to break the iceberg open because she's trying to save the boy, right? Yeah, and I think um, it it breaks, and then Ang. He falls out, right? And, yeah. and she like catches him in her arms. Yeah, and he asks about penguin sledding. Like that's the yeah. first thing that he asks about. Yep. Um which, which is one of the things that that you talked about when we were talking about this show before I started watching it is it, there's sort of these reminders of like, oh yeah, this is like a kids show, you know? Mm-hmm. So like like you also get um uh the like silliness. These, yeah, you and... get like the snot rocket from um from Appa at this point too. <laughs> right. Uh and we need to say that Appa is a Six-legged flying bison? Yeah. And he's so cute. Um, It's Appa, by the way. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but he's so adorable. Um, But he hasn't flown yet, right? No. But but, okay. but but Aang does say he's a flying bison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. That's yep. right. And we also learn that Aang is an airbender, right? He he sneezes and, like, flies up 10 feet in yeah, the Yeah. And right? Katara clocks that right away. She's yeah. like, that was not normal <laughs> right like she knows from her bending that that's another bending experience even though she's never seen an air nomad before and then from there we cut back to Zuko, uh, Zuko's ship and we learn 
actually more about him mm-hmm. at this point. So um, because his uncle talks about how his father, his grandfather, and his great-grandfather have failed in trying to capture or find the Avatar. Yeah, so this right? is like literally just a century of struggle with all of them. So, but and then he says something interesting that I don't know, and, and I'm sure we're going to head somewhere with this, but he says that his honor hinges, that, that that it's different for him because his honor hinges on finding yeah. the Avatar. Wait, was that, Zuko said that? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like this is his journey to, I, I guess like he has to prove himself. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, 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 and it's unclear, it's unclear to me whether his father's alive. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, th- that I don't know. Um. And then we get this weird flashback. Yeah. Or well, it's a dream slash flashback that I think shows us a little bit about. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. About how how Aang ends up in the iceberg. Right. So can you walk us through that? I honest, I um, I don't remember how this this unfolds. You remember? I don't remember this. Well, it, scene. it he it's it, he's dreaming because he wakes up. Then he's in the he's in the 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 tent. Yeah. And Katara's there. Yeah. But we see him go into the water and we see um, right. Appa go into the water. Lightning. Yeah. That like st- the, so he's flying on Appa and then the lightning strikes and they end up in the water. Right. And it seems like he creates the iceberg or something is what it is. As appears. like a self-preservation. Right. Yeah, I think. But then it's like what is it just a storm or one of my thoughts too? And a lot of these questions I have, like I haven't actually considered them because I haven't, like I haven't watched it like in depth since I was 17 really. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is this lightning coming from a, some kind of bender? Like I would assume fire bending might do lightning. I don't know. Or air, but I don't know. Well, or is it just a natural phenomenon? Well, because, because what we know from the, from the intro story is that the airbender or the avatar disappeared. Right. But we don't know the nature of that disappearance. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know who caused it. Right. Or, yeah. Or, 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 or was... whether he chose it. Is it some mm. sort of exile? So this is pointing us to there is some event yeah. that leads him to, to do this. And the, it seems like the ice ball is a means of preservation, but right. we don't know if, what the intent of that is. And I guess we don't even know if he remembers, too, right? It doesn't seem like it go, yeah. going forward like it, that he has a great memory of it, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so we have this, and then Katara wakes him up, and Aang gets to meet the village, right? So now now we see, and we yes. see how small this village is. Yeah. Now, is this the entirety of the South Pole? I think tribe. so, except for all of those the that people went who are off. gone, right? Yep, because there's like there's not a lot of people here. <laughs> like just a couple families, it seems. Right, and here we meet. Um, we meet Grand Grand. Mm-hmm. Are you going to correct correct my pronunciation? Grand Grand. No, it's Grand Grand. <laughs> okay, yeah. So who who is um the parental figure mm-hmm. right for uh for Sokka and Katara? Yeah. Um. And she she lets us know that there hasn't been an airbender for a hundred years, so that they've that they're gone. Right. Right. And Aang teaches us about his staff and shows that he can fly. Yes. Right. So we're starting to see uh, where where Katara has the power to bend water, but doesn't have control of it. We see that Aang knows what he's doing with air. Right. At least a little bit more. Yeah. He seems to understand how to wield it. Better. Dude can fly. Like I think he knows what he's doing with it. <laughs> like more than her for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. So she sees in him like a potential that she wants to. 
Right. And and here's where she brings up that she that her desire is to have a teacher, right? Yep. That that she wants to learn to do this. But I mean, this becomes one of the big themes of that the this episode is right. like that she has responsibilities. I mean, she, this is this was the fight she was having with Sokka was that she has uh, sort of been forced into the kind of mother role, mm-hmm. even though she's younger than Sokka. I, presume yeah yep she's a couple years younger yeah but but like she has to do the chores and the the housework and things like this um but she has this desire for something yeah. else right to, to be a, to be a waterbender and she appears at least from what i can tell the only waterbender i think so there. i was just gonna ask that i'm pretty sure she's the only one yeah yeah and i mean it, like that's not left to help or something right so right. so she has nobody who can who can teach her um so then we go back to Zuko's ship and we see him training. Mm-hmm. So he is a firebender or, yeah. right? I yep, mean, yep, he's, yep. now this is the thing I don't understand is how waterbending seems to, because I, again, I've seen the first two episodes, <laughs> it seems to imply you need water there to create it. Right. Airbending, you need air, but there's kind of always air. So that seems like that's a pretty good one to have. Fire, it seems like they're just like throwing it out of their hands. Right. So. Do they have like little like lighter, like big lighters that we can't see? <laughs> Can we get a little bit like meta looking at the whole sure. story? I'm not going yeah, yeah, to spoil things, but. As we mentioned, the first season is water. Do you know what the second season is? I'm presuming Earth. And then fire, right? Like that rotation. They talk about this, I think, first or second episode. Second episode, episode, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so we learn a lot of background for each of those elements as they do, as Lane learns. Okay. So we don't quite understand how the fire is developed until we get farther. Okay, so 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 we're gonna see that, yep. and, and it's it's right to point out that it looks different than yes. Okay, because because I was looking for like, do they need to have a campfire that they're pulling it out of? And it seems like they're just producing fire. Right, right, from within them somehow. Yeah. Yep. We don't we don't quite know yet. Right. And, It'll and be a while. We we do learn learn, and this is not surprising that that Zuko is impatient with his training. That there's that he feels like he's not being taught everything that he should be taught. Yeah. Right. He feels like he's ready for whatever the next yeah. the next step is. And his honor's on the line, so he like he has an incentive to get things going right away. Right. And like doesn't have the patience to wait around. Right. And we learned that that it's been in the beginning voiceover pointed to this, but it's been a hundred years, so he's expecting the Avatar to be very old. Mm-hmm. Right. Um here we go and see what Sokka's been up to. Right. Um, what his job is, if Katara is sort of doing the chores and housework things, we see that Sokka is training the next, the, the new army for the Water Tribe, which is like six-year-olds. Yeah, I know. It's so sad. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're like overplaying with penguins and then they're like fighting. And yeah, it's, it's, and like these two characters, they're like 14 or 16 years old and they're very much like, I mean, if you look at the town, like we had that glimpse of the town. Mm-hmm. It's like Grand Grand, a couple others in Grand Grand's generation, huge gap, and then these two. It's like Sokka and Katara are like the parental roles of right. the village, and then these, and then these tiny little kids. And but it's an important thing that comes out here too, which is um, Sokka says, "There's no time for fun and games with a war going on." And we see that Aang sort of pricks up at like, "What, what war?" Yeah, like, yeah. So like, so he's not aware of as. I am not aware of like <laughs> what is the what's happening in the broader world other than the 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 men of the water tribe have left to go presumably fight in this war with the that's what I'm assuming right right um, right um and then we see 
the penguins. Oh, um, they're yes. so cute. And Aang is very excited to see penguins. Yes. So this is this is something which I think becomes a theme, like his fascination with Absolutely. seeing animals. Um, and these are these are like like four winged penguins. Yeah. So like all these animals are hybrid. So like they had a couple more earlier, but yeah, they're all these like super cool little animals that um like have multiple weird limbs or like are a hybrid between a penguin and whatever a seal it kind of has a seal face yeah yeah super yeah. cute and and katara wants ang to teach her to waterbend yes right because he he knows how to airbend and so she's she's like so she's still looking for like can i find a teacher things like this mm-hmm. um and ang tells her or she tells ang that there's no waterbender in the south pole right, right. They, that they've all gone um, and, and Aang offers to fly her to the North Pole. So we learned that this is the only, this seems like the only water tribe where they are, but that there is another mm-hmm. water tribe at the other side of the planet. Yeah. And she would have no way of getting there without like this one person. But like, they have an event. awareness of, see, th- this is what's interesting. And, mm-hmm. and again, going forward, we'll see more of this, I think. But like, if we're thinking about like when this is set technology wise, like we're going to see different types of, of, of things like, like, like she definitely has had, they have knowledge of people on the other side of this planet. We don't know how, I don't know how big this planet is, but, um, but, but Aang offers to, to fly her there on Appa to go learn to be a waterbender. And then we cut to penguin sledding. So I'm going to give you like 10 seconds to talk about penguin sledding. Oh, it's so cute. They're just like riding on these two. It's Katara and Aang, right? And they're both on their own little penguin and just like going down. And yes, it is a theme that I will be tracking of like Aang wants to ride on all the animals and loves the animals. And so um, you like learn more and more why he loves these animals. But it's so cute. They're just racing. And we also get another big theme here, which is... Katara says, I haven't done this since I was a kid. And Aang turns to her and says, you're still a kid. Yeah. You know, which is like, like, and, and so, you know, as, as we're getting to the end of this and thinking about themes, that's definitely a big theme is this idea of like the sort of coming of age, the kind yeah. of end of childhood um, yes. and, and, and sort of what comes after that. Um, uh, and they penguin sled down to this they find this like, like abandoned old abandoned ship. Sh- yep. Yep. Ship. And Katara says this is a, a fire navy ship, which is a bad memory for my people. Yeah, and it's kind of like let's not let's not go there. Let's not. Yeah. Right. And Aang says, well, if you want to become a bender, like you have to, you have to learn to to do things that are dangerous. I think I don't remember the exact words he said, but it's something yeah. like that. Like like you need to do things. Kind that... of challenging her because he's curious too. <laughs> right. So they they. Um, go through the 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 ship and and Katara's telling him a little bit about it. So she says it's part of the Fire Navy's first attack, mm-hmm. and this is where we learn that Aang has been in the iceberg for for a hundred years, and we learn that he's twelve because he says that would make me a hundred and twelve. Yep. So he's he is the age of what they think the Avatar should be, but he somehow was in this um, arrested state while he was yeah. It's interesting, like that when he woke up, he thought no time had passed, but yes. it had been a century. Yeah, and and so and and that's what's interesting is because we know a little bit more than he does that like he doesn't realize all that has happened. So this is why things like the war and stuff like that is like, what's that about? Yeah. Or even this is why he thinks like, oh, I can take you to the North Pole. Like he probably doesn't know that there's a lot going on around that, that they can't just like up and go to the North Pole. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things. Seems like if you had a flying bison, you could though. (laughs) Is it going to be more treacherous than I think to get there? We'll see. (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) Um, And then the, so then the episode ends with them, 
um, accidentally setting off like a, a, a booby trap in the right in the ship, and it, this big flare fly, flies up, and then we cut to Zuko's ship, and he sees that, and and he says, "Now we know where the Avatar." And he and he sees Aang, Aang and Katara jumping off the ship, and Aang is like, "Yeah, like Mario Brothers style, like these huge, <laughs> huge sort of floating jumps." And he says, "You know, now I know." Where the avatar is, and I know where he's hiding. Yes, and like, and it it, it ends with this shot of the, of of Zuko looking at the village. Right? Yeah, and that's our cliffhanger. And I don't want to, I don't want to spoil, and I don't think it is. But I and I realized he's the first person to say the title name. Like he said, "Oh, it's the last Airbender," and I think that is just incredibly important to like who that character is and who, because you kind of see like here's two sides, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and these two characters are like destined by fate to be at each other's ends right or like at each other's throats and so it's interesting that he's the one that's like that's the airbender that's the last airbender and that's like the whole series title yeah and 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 since this is the since this is the the pilot episode i feel like they um they have to tread a lot of ground to set this Mm -hmm. up so so our summary was longer than it than it normally will be (laughs) right but, but there was a lot to go through there um so i what is, I want to shift now to think about sort of themes and observations. So, so what are big ideas you see coming out of this this first episode in terms of laying the groundwork for where we're going, or just big themes that that have come up? I think upon watching this now, ten years later, I realize a lot more that it's about roles, like people's normal roles, and and kind of diverging from what society expects of you. And it is, like you said, a coming of age type of story. But also I was, I've been like more and more intrigued by Katara as a character than I was by Aang. Well, it's interesting you say that because, because I, one of my things that I wrote down was that, that is like, oh, this is, I already feel like this is Katara's story Mm -hmm. because there's a degree to which I can tell by things you've said that this is going to be in part a story about Aang learning who he is and, and needing to learn how to do things. But he also feels like, Almost like, not fully formed, but like he's so much further along than she really is. He seems really wise, and it might just be like the monk hair or lack yeah. of hair. But he, just but even seems his, very... even his ability to use his power and and mm-hmm. the ease through which he moves through the world. Yeah, right. Like he he has doesn't seem to have a care, you know. And partially, it's it's the he's not attached in the same kind of ways. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about what those twelve years looked like before the iceberg. Mm-hmm. But Katara is definitely the one who's stuck. Yep. You know, like like Katara. I'm gonna. I apologize throughout this. I'm gonna make far too many Star Wars references. But like, <laughs> that's okay. she's the Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah. She's the one who's like, I'm stuck here. I have these chores to do, but I also have this power, and I feel this call. Yeah. Right. So like, and the fact that the that the opening voiceover is her. I mean that that's a that's a definite yes. tip of the hand to say this is this is going to be her story. Yeah, um, and even like like you mentioned with <laughs> Star Wars, it's like her destiny. Very much so. And that, like, the first person, and I hadn't noticed this until I watched it again, the first person that Aang sees when he wakes up is, it's not even, like, the surroundings. It's Katara's face in his face. And, like, he wakes up from his dream and it's Katara. And so, like, she's, she's, and then her powers that she unconsciously did were the ones that awakened him in the first place. So, like, yeah, it's, like, I never realized how key she was to the Avatar even coming back at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 what's what's interesting is what we don't know about this world is is this a world that is shaped by destiny? Like was she de- was like mm. was Aang there waiting for her this whole time? Like was that was this like a 
is there a hand of destiny in this or was it happenstance? Is it just it happened to be her? Yeah. You know, like like and that's something that we'll see unfold this story. I would say the other big thing that I um, am curious about going forward is the nature of the bending power, which yeah, is is right. this something that and I'm not I'm not asking you this question. I'm more like this is mm-hmm. this is something I'm interested in, in sort of seeing how it plays out. Is this something that you're born with or something you can learn? Mm-hmm. You know, because Katara is the one who can do this, but is that because she's the only one who's bothered to try to cultivate it? Mm-hmm. Um, how rare is it? Is, is are, like, are, are there lots of waterbenders in, in like in the past have there been, or like, is this something that's dying out? Is this like, it, it just because we see this weird, like, um, snapshot of this, this village with knowing all these people that are, part of this village that aren't there, you know, it, it's, it's really, it's really hard to tell. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, I would say the other thing we see is the, the, uh, Soka Katara relationship and like that they have sort of different, um, that they're, like you said, they're both trying to take on these roles that are, um, that are left abandoned. Yeah. You know, they are abandoned and they're, and they're trying to step into those roles. So as funny as like we can make Soka trying to raise this <laughs> army, it's like, He's actually taking on a pretty big responsibility because, yeah. like, they could be attacked. And this episode ends with the threat of them being attacked. Right. And he and these little kids are what they have yep. or what they think they have. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because I think if I would enter this world, I would be like, oh, Katara can waterbend. They must love her. Like, she must be this, like, gem of their community. And yet she's the one doing all the chores. And, like, so it's like, what does society think about people? And is it, is it just because of her circumstance, because there's no one around her? Like, that's why she's not developing these skills? I don't know. Right. And here's where yeah. we're getting into, like, superhero stuff or, again, Star Wars stuff where it's, like, at the in, in episode four of Star Wars, people look at Darth Vader and, like, oh, that's this weird old religion you have. And it's, like, no, he's got, like, this big power, right? Mm-hmm. So there is this, like, I'm sort of curious kind of where in the different culture, and maybe it'll be different in different cultures, how bending is is viewed. Mm-hmm. You know, because we know that, uh, that Zuko's a prince. Right. And he's yeah. receiving this training. So is this a royal lineage for the fire people? Like, well, I'm, I'm, these are things I'm curious to see. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, this has been super fun. This has been episode one. Yeah. Um, we are going to we're going to do this for every episode going through. Forever. Um, well, until we get to the end. <laughs> There's only 54 episodes. Um, but I am so excited to see where this story goes. Um if you enjoy this, you can get a hold of us by emailing us at channel3900 yeah. at gmail.com. Uh, if you watched Avatar as a kid, if you're a student, we're, we're basically making this for students because we think yeah. students grew up on this. So It's on Netflix. Yeah. And and it's, yeah. So, and there's access to it. So, um, yeah, if, if this is something you grew up with, we'd love to hear. Um, we'd love for you to take this journey with us and we'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts about the show as well. Please try not to spoil too much because I'm the one who reads the emails. <laughs> and join us on Saturday. Days. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>